1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another action-packed weekend across Scottish football. Rangers stay top as Alfredo Morelos reaches 100 goals for the club to see off St Mirren. Celtic's mini-winning run continues with the first goal for Gio Kamakis in the win against St Johnston. And Dundee United continue to fly high as hearts are held at home and Aberdeen get a big win to ease the pressure on Stephen Glass. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this evening, Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. We'll complete the first circuit of the Premiership on Wednesday night and you'd have to say it's been a great watch so far unless of course you're winless Ross County in which case it's been a pile of dross but once again the weekend threw up great goals and enhanced the reputation of clubs who are defying the odds like Dundee United and of course congratulations are due to Alfredo Morelos 100 goals for Rangers and the 10th fastest man in Ibrooks history to reach that century I hope to reach 100 myself one day Alec uh, Not far to go now Yeah it was a good weekend again Gordon A big three points for Livingston Up at Ross County Hearts remain undefeated But dropped two points To an equaliser from Cummings To give Dundee a point Late McGrew winner uh, Gave Tam Coates boys all three points Celtic coast to a 2-0 win over St Johnston And Aberdeen get that elusive win uh, As Hibs pool run continues And Rangers are back top after that win at St Mirren yesterday 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight And let them know what is on your mind It was a huge weekend Some massive games across Saturday and Sunday So you must have something on your mind Whether you're happy, whether you're sad, frustrated, disappointed, angry Or something else entirely Let us know 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's whet the appetite a bit then with your result of the weekend, Hugh Kevens. I am going for Ross County 2, Livingston 3. Okay. Two away wins back to back for Livy. Six points and six goals scored. And in their previous six games, they'd scored just one goal. Okay. Livy away. That's yeah. fine. Alex Ray, what are you going for? I'm going to go for the Dandy Dons, Gordon. Mm. Uh, one win in uh, 11. Uh, pile, the pressure was piling on uh, the manager. And to get that one against Hibs Decent outfit Encouraging Okay I am not envious of you Because there was a good standard There was a good standard of goal mm. Out there this weekend What are yeah. you going for? Goal of the weekend Odin Bailey okay. On loan at Livy From Birmingham And the ball He curled into the net To make it 2-1 Livy in Dingwall was a thing of beauty. It was indeed. Alex Ray I, I got w- to be. Listen, it was a good goal, but for me, the boy Ronan yeah. on loan from also, you know, another boy on loan. What an incredible strike this was, Gordon. You know, if you look at McLaughlin, the goal, six feet four, put your arms into the mix as well. He's over seven foot. He doesn't even get near it. It was an incredible strike. It was indeed. Uh, Honourable mention to the likes of John Souter, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, a lovely For a centre back yeah. to do that. Uh, right, go on then. Your howler of the weekend I don't know who's getting it this week Is it the strikers The referees The goalies I'm giving it to Hearts And right. uh, <laughs> okay. Poor old Beningame in particular uh, To Have the chance to go top of the league On points Not on goal difference And to have just seven minutes left Of the game against uh, Dundee At Tynecastle And to lose an equalising goal 
From a throw-in Into your box Come on See Jambos Who cares if you're unbeaten This man's got high standards And he will hold you to account So fair enough Alex yeah. Ray Gordon I was looking at two I was looking at the boy uh, Woodburn With a wee sly elbow But I'm going to go for uh, Chris Kane With the, the punch Having Run the risk of a red uh, With the earlier kick This is on. the Carter, Carter Vickers, Vickers thing yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah so for me I'm going to go for Chris Kane It was like a double done And he should have worked Okay 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter Let's start in Paisley Yesterday it was Quite the afternoon So what did you make of it The game itself The performances The goals The, the talking points And of course Alfredo Morelos Reaching 100 goals For Rangers Well let's hear what Stephen Gerard made of the performance first and foremost overall I think we're pleased with the result and the outcome of the game but um, it took us 20-25 minutes to get going uh, I thought we were second best for, for the opening period for sure St Mirren started the game really aggressive on the front foot and with a better team for 20-25 for minutes um, conceded a, a poor goal from our point of view a square pass um, to be fair to the kid it's an excellent finish I thought he played well throughout the game but from that moment, our reaction and our character was, was top draw. We've, we've managed to flip the game before half-time and we've managed the second half really well. We, we, we intended to go and get the third goal, but it didn't feel like it was coming, so it was about shutting up shop towards the latter stages. Uh, Hugh, ultimately, it is the victory that, that keeps Rangers top and yep. gives them a, a three-point cushion over Hearts. I think everyone would probably agree with that assessment. It was quite easy to follow. Rangers didn't start well, yeah. but did finish well. And won the game I think that's an honest analysis From uh, Stephen Gerrard But his side hung in uh, And St Mirren had a mad couple of minutes Conceding the penalty And then again defending their goal Very poorly To let Alfredo Morelos in For his 100th goal All went a bit pear-shaped For Jim Goodwin after that You know, not only the the loss of the game After three wins in a row But the loss of a, a player As important as Jamie McGrath uh, to what we hope will not be an injury as serious as it looked. Yeah, I agree with uh, what Steve Gerrard said, Gordon. Uh, I thought for the first 20 25 minutes, I thought some of them were excellent. I thought the way they popped the ball about, uh, you know, played with plenty of confidence. And I think when you look at, as we touched on, the, the goal from Ronan, uh, you know, they, they had their tails up at that particular point. I just felt after about the 20 25 minute mark that Rangers started to assert themselves, put them under a little bit of pressure. And to get the goal so quickly, you know, I think Jim Goodwin will be really disappointed to concede straight mm. after, you know, the madness from power to, to dive in. 01419511025, that is the number you need. So let's hear from you, starting with the game at Paisley yesterday. James. Is a Rangers fan From Barhead What's on your mind Tonight James Good evening gentlemen Thanks for taking my call Pleasure um, It's just uh, It's how close We keep running These victories And this time Last year I would imagine We'd have been A, a much better point uh, Position Also far more comfortable In the way where we're playing And I keep hearing those sort of, uh, How bad a, a start This season Celtic have had Up until recently But up until yesterday They were only a point Behind us So I just feel That we've maybe We've not put ourselves in as strong a position as we should be. I mean, just even yesterday when they go down last season, even if we went a goal down, it was just a very, oh, well, it's okay, we'll come back and win because of the defence. We're, we're playing at a certain sort of level of confidence. But there was, it didn't feel that comfortable yesterday. Eventually, it did, don't get me wrong, we, we, we played well over the game, but just uh, I just feel as if we've maybe not taken full advantage of this poor start that Celtic have had this season. So. Just want me to think of that. I mean, Alex, I don't think the points total will be too much different. That's Rangers correct, yeah. had drawn twice, I think, by this stage last season. So, 
Essentially dropping four points. What have they dropped this season already? Dundee have dropped seven, seven points. Yeah. So yeah, well, a little bit different. Yeah. Um, Listen, I think there's a anxiety, Gordon, with uh, on the back of the Hearts' performance. You know, when you're, you look at that one goal lead to concede late on, and I think it becomes more and more anxious as the game's wearing on. I didn't think St Mirren caused Rangers any problems after that initial mm. period. I can't even remember John McLaughlin having any save of note to make. But because of the nature of the, the previous game You're always kind of running the risk of a mistake Or a wonder goal like you see with Ronan so, But at the end of the day I think the three points I actually think when you look at Rangers uh, League performances over what, the last 15, 16 months Whatever it is It's 41 defeat in 48 games mm. It's an incredible run I said at the start of the programme Gordon That the first circuit will be over and done with Come Wednesday night mm. And it's been a good watch And Rangers come into that because, you know, Dundee United did well against Rangers. Uh, Muddle did well uh, getting a draw at Ibrox. Uh, you know, it's testament to a league that's more competitive for the time being. I mean, once we get into the second circuit of games, we'll see what happens then. But I think that Rangers, while not playing as well as they were last season, uh, mm. are part of a league that's more competitive. Uh, yeah James I mean on the other hand A more glass half full Rangers fan might say Well no, we're maybe not quite firing But we're still three points clear At the top And, and there's more to come And Ryan Jacks to come back And Ryan Kent's to come back and, and they might feel a bit more comfortable about it What in particular is making you so anxious? Uh, I'm just laughing Because my friends are laughing at me Being called glass half empty type of guy So I'm using the other way See I've got oh. you identified <laughs> But the the big thing for me is that as Hughes just said we're not playing as well as we were last season, and in my opinion, not even close to it. And yes, we're still top of the league. But I was saying this about four or five weeks ago, and um, this isn't just something recent. And I'm wondering another four or five weeks, and we're halfway through the next cycle of games, will it be a case of slipped up where a one nothing lead slips up like one one each with a half game? And if Celtic are now hitting a, a run of form, it's I just. I just feel as if there needs to be an extra gear attained very quickly because it used to be 20-25 minutes last season in a game. The game is almost done. We were 2 or 3 nothing up. The team didn't have a sniff. Now it's that case of 85 minutes, 89 minutes and we're still getting nervous. So I, I don't... I hope we don't. I don't think we will. But I just think we're a bit close sometimes where we really need to be putting teams to bed a lot quicker. I mean, what was it? 27 chances against Hearts scored one goal. That's not the type of luck that will... I suppose either way so we start scoring five or six in the game or we go and we don't score at all so I don't know I just think there's something there's something missing I think we Ryan Jack and Ryan, coming back and I think we Ryan Kent pushing for sort of competitive places again that would hopefully just like raise the level a wee bit but um, yeah just uh, yeah, class FM, I've got a bit of a I think the strangest thing's about to happen where James, who's a big Rangers fan, is on, and I think Hugh is about to be more optimistic about Rangers than, than James is. I, I just think that, uh, go back to the competitive aspect, uh, Rangers won the league last season by 25 points from the runner up, Celtic. Hibbs and Aberdeen were an embarrassing amount of points behind that. Now, we have the prospect, and I'll go no further than the prospect uh, of the league being uh, more competitive than that. And if you want to look at Rangers specifically, mm. Alfredo Morelos now at six goals in 17 matches, and Steven Gerrard lit a couple of fires underneath him before he got to Paisley on Sunday. Uh, so maybe 
of course there are individuals who are not delivering as they did last season uh, but there are two sides to every story Rangers are not as good as last season but the league for the time being at least is more mm. competitive than it was last season I mean I hope my arithmetic is right Alex someone can, can tell me that it's not straight away that's the beauty of this show um, but for Rangers to have 23 points from 10 games played if you replicate that across a season you'll end up with over 87 points yeah of course which, yeah. which, which can, can, well, more or, more or can, less be very can win close, you the yeah. league um, I mean obviously Rangers got a huge points total last season season before was Covid hit go back to the 18-19 season Celtic won it from 9 points I think ahead of Rangers on 87 points so Rangers are pretty much in roughly title winning Without form at the moment but is, is it is it because of last season that you're ever yeah. going to be able to shake that comparison? Well listen I think if you say to Stephen Gerrard listen it'll be mid 80s uh, and it wins you the title I don't think it'll be going oh we've actually done better last year no, I'm talking about for no, fans no, to, no, I understand and, and that, why they're, they're not feeling as no, or fans like James certainly well, Gordon they have uh, every right because they looked at a, a level of performance last year which was really impressive you, you look at the defensive You look at the uh, attacking uh, Intent that they had as well He makes a very good point as well James I actually think that Ryan Kent Will be a real boost I know he wasn't playing Particularly great prior to that But he's one guy That brings real pace To the front line uh, And Ryan Jack coming back Would be a boost But also I think Once you get all their, their, their Quarter back up uh, You've got also Holanda to come back Into the mix But there's other teams Will get players back mm-hmm. in there's, yeah. there's, there's this there I, think, I just think that Rangers Have enough Strength and depth at the moment mm. They're actually managing to get the results Which has is, is obviously got this gap at the top of the league James hang on the line I'll get your thoughts on this as well Because the headline yesterday goes to Alfredo Morelos 100 goals for the club It's 100 in 199 appearances So clearly um, a pretty good return to say the least in that one Here's what the manager uh, had to say on the goals in general And his achievement. You complicate things if you concede the first goal, of course you do. Um, but you've got to have trust and belief in your players that we can turn things around. Uh, for me, it was a penalty. It's a foul outside the box, so there's no reason why it wouldn't be uh, inside the box. Great penalty. Uh, that obviously got us back in the game. And then a bit of good play, which was very rare from us today. A great cross from the side and buff 100 goals, so congratulations to him. From his point of view, from a personal point of view, fantastic for, for everyone connected to the club. Obviously, we're all very proud of that, but uh, for me, he needs to go on now and, and have more targets and, and aim for more and be hungry for more goals. You know, he's definitely got the ability and the talent, um, and we'll provide the service for him. He's just got to go and execute. From the day he walked into the building, Hugh, this show has gone round and round on the, the kind of day-to-day of Alfredo Morelos. And people want to talk about, is, is he out of form? Is he in form? Does he want to leave? Do teams want to sign him? And so on and so on and so on. Uh-huh. Tonight feels like a, a bit of a big picture night. You sign a guy for £1 million and he scores 100 goals in 199 games, obviously at a rate of you know one in two games or whatever. Yeah. That's a good return. They're, they're, you don't need to worry about anything else. No, not at all. And as I say, the 10th fastest uh, Rangers player to reach the century of goals. Uh, so he's an elite company. He's top 10 for Rangers. What you see is what you get. He's let Steven Gerrard down on occasion, coming back late from internationals, so on and so forth. His indiscipline has cost Rangers from time to time. That is the package that is Alfredo Morelos. And for as long as he is at Rangers... That will continue to be the package that is Alfredo Morelos. James, what do you make of that as an achievement? Delighted for him. Um, I was one of his earlier um, critics when he first arrived at Angels and the, the red cards were flying about. But I think he's um, 
he's proved a lot of people, including myself, wrong. And I think his quality is just showing through. So, yeah, delighted for him. Um, he, he seemed to take a lot of extra pleasure from it yesterday as well. We. Uh, we celebration, so I think that maybe hopefully they cleared his head and cleared the way ahead to another successful mm-hmm. season for him. But yeah, delighted he's he's got it. Alex seemed like yeah. a, another deliberate reaction though from Steven Gerrard, but of course he was he was full of praise and understand understandably so, and congratulated yeah. the player. But but rather than allowing that to to be the end of it, he said, "But the job is to now go and yeah. do more." And, and, and Reset hit, hit more targets Yeah you have to reset You can't uh, sit in your laurels And uh, I think when you look at A 1 and 2 we, we, We've been about the game Quite a long time When you've got a striker That scores 1 and 2 For a million quid At that level uh, You know He has been up Down in all sorts of performances Throughout the course of that But the one thing He has remained As a, a constant threat In front of goals And uh I still think there's more to come. Uh, I think if we stood here today saying that he's in sparkling form, we would be kidding ourselves on. I think there's still more to come. I like the fact that Kemar Roof has come into the club as well. When you look at his goal return, I think it's important to him. Uh, I think, was it 26 and 50 appearances? But I think there's only 35 of them are starts. Mm. He's, he's actually got nine goals in 18 games for club and country. And I think that has been missed this year because we're thinking, well, Rangers are like, stuttering a little bit. But when you've got a guy that's got nine goals... In 18 games You've got to recognise You've got a play in your hands uh, Thank you to James Let's go to Andy And see what he makes Of that 100 goals And the performance yesterday Andy Hi, hi guys Two two quick points I, First of all I've always stood by uh, Marellis You know what I mean You know he's going to come good He's just too talented But I was just saying just, uh, Yesterday The first 20 20, 20 minutes We were saying To every ball We looked jaded you know, he, he kept credit He said I mean they were playing Some really slick football uh, you know, and then we got two up. Then I just like to have had that third goal just to make it a wee bit more comfortable at the end of the game. Even after the game, Stephen Gerrard said, "Not enough, no time wasting, but playing the ball in the corners." But against St Mirren, you're going. Should we be doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that was interesting. That sort of admission from Stephen Gerrard, who that um, oh. he said, "You know, we want to go for a third, but it didn't look like it was coming." So then, yeah. then you change your. Your tact and you, you manage the game and, and do what you need to do to win it Well A recurring theme of this season With regard to Rangers Slow starts uh, Tight squeaks uh, People wondering why They don't look the way they did last season But The points differential is not that great And they are top of the league And you know sometimes You can't always mm. win in a beautiful way Sometimes you have to win ugly Sometimes you have to grind it out And slog your way through the 38 games And at the moment It's more of a slog Than a showboat from Rangers God, sorry You know when you talk about managing the game And you listen to Stephen Gerrard Kind of realising that they didn't look as if They were mm-hmm. going to get that third goal The fact that you bring on Arfield An experienced player You take half an offensive one And then you put Rebo for, uh, one forward He's just showing up the middle of the park. I've done it quite a lot with Jim Goodwin. You know, you just put him in front of the back line when you were getting a lead. And it's just about managing games out. We've had callers on here, Rangers fans as well, going, ah, they're time wasting and all that. It's about how you manage a game. I've never had an issue with any mm. team or management how they kind of uh, sort out a game towards the end of it. Andy, your previous Rangers colleague on was a bit, a bit cons- maybe concerned is too strong, but. Not delighted at the performance levels And worried that it's going to catch up on them Is that something you agree with Or are you of the opposite side Which says we're top of the league And we're not firing yet And that can only be a good thing 
No, I, I, actually, Alex, I've written the same three names, Helander, Ben and Jack. I mean, they are three guys we, we are desperate to get back. We're definitely missing Big Helander. I mean, he, to me, he's one of the best defenders, you know what I mean? And Ken and Jack, so... No, I'm still quite confident, but I just want Rangers to be mere. Everybody's been saying it for weeks and weeks, you know. I don't mind playing well for 20, 25 minutes. Deep start playing for 75, 80 minutes, you know, the way we can play. And then make it more enjoyable to watch so many games. <laughs> yeah, well, it was quite the weekend. Thank you to Andy. As we said, Rangers top on 23. Celtic's good run continues, though, now four points back. On 19 What did you make of the game At the weekend Celtic fans Giacomakis Got his first goal uh, There was that penalty Of course for Juranovic Some interesting talking points Whatever you made of it Now is the time to share it And we'll hear from you And the manager next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points Usual rules apply, if you think we've missed one The best way to fix it is pick up that phone and let us know 01419511025 On the phones you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB um, But it goes without saying You'd rather give your kindest, warmest regards to Hugh Keevens in person <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu, Celtic now Um on 19 points That winning run Continues A 2-0 home Victory against St Johnston Here's what he made Of that one Kind of knew It was going to be A difficult game um, A game where We were going to get A hell of a lot of space Particularly In and around their box And uh, we had to Be disciplined And patient with our football And uh, I thought we did that You know There were many times I felt we got frustrated Or overplayed things We, we stayed calm And composed And um, and we also had to be clinical if we did get a chance. I thought, you know, that was the key in the first half. You know, that we took our chance really well. Uh, Jack Awakas was in a good area, good ball across. And, uh, you know, I never felt like we were out of control. I just felt we were in control the whole game. And, you know, it was good to get the second goal and probably could have got a couple more in the end. Pleasing not only for Jorgis to get his, his first goal, but also to get a lot of minutes under yeah, his belt as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, you know, it allowed us to, to give Leo a bit of a rest as well. He's been playing non-stop, so... Yeah, it was good to get him a start, good for Juranovic to, to get 90 minutes under his belt after missing through injury. And, you know, Mikey got 30 minutes again today. So, you know, from that point of view, it, it's certainly helpful because, you know, we, we're going to need a strong squad. We've already seen that, you know, with the injuries we had, how challenging it is for us when we're missing players. So um, getting some back uh, is going to be helpful. OK, let's go to the phones and bring in Robbie, who is a Celtic fan. What did you take away from the weekend, Robbie? Um, first of all, I'd like to give my pin, my opinion on the performance, but um, sure. just how Alex touched on the the Cameron Carter Vickers uh, flashpoint incident, mm-hmm. and he's and he's Alex is, is quite right. The St Johnson player should have been sent off for that uh, kick in the stomach, and then when Carter Vickers got up, you know, he's he's through his hand. And and it was looked like it wasn't just a shove; it was actually more or less a punch. So I think Alex absolutely correct. But I'd like I like to highlight another point where the referee it was a passage of play leading up to Celtic's penalty, and it's actually been highlighted by um, referee Kevin Hackett. I was at the game and I was wondering why he never actually blew for a foul. What actually happened was from the halfway line when Celtic were bursting forward, FA Ambrose fouled the Celtic player and he let it go on. Then at the edge of the box, I think it was Jota that was filled, and he let it go on again. Then 
Koyogo got filled inside the box. And what Kevin Hackett was saying, which is uh, I actually agree with, is to let it go twice, to play advantage twice is very, very rare. Obviously, when a referee plays advantage, he doesn't know what's going to happen next. But with the benefit of hindsight, what we can definitely say is if we never played advantage twice, Celtic mm. would never have ever got that penalty. Do you know what I mean? So I thought that was an excellent piece of refereeing. As I say, when when it's all happening in the moment, you're saying, God, there's a foul there. Why is he no Then there's another foul. And why, why is he no blown? But it, it, it's sometimes uh, when things simmer down and it's a couple of days later and it's actually, you, you know, it's a referee highlighting that passage you play. So I thought the referee was absolutely brilliant in that instance. You know, to play advantage twice is quite rare. And it's actually led to Celtic getting the penalty, and he's even brought it, brought it, uh, Ambrose. F. Ambrose and booked him for the first f- foul coming off the halfway line. So I just want to highlight that, that that Nick Walsh and other parts of the game maybe wasn't good, but that uh, instance and that passes they play it was absolutely fantastic. Right, so I just wanted what? to put that to Alec. And Brilliant, you. Robbie. What I'm going to do is just take a note of the date and time because <laughs> I, I, I don't think we've ever had Monday night someone phones in and praises a referee. So fair play to you. Um, well, we're always asking referees. But that was how nice and balanced was that? Yeah. Robbie saying, Alan, I think the Chris Kane decision, the ref was poor, but we've got to give credit for for this one. So well, fair play. We're, we're always asking referees to take a breath. You know, just have, just take that nanosecond to think about it. And uh, Nick Walsh did well there. Uh, interesting. When I was watching uh, Man United Liverpool yesterday, for me, Cristiano Ronaldo did a Chris Kane. Uh, and the decision was the same one yeah. taken by the referee He gave Ronaldo a, a yellow card When you thought That looks like a red to me um, So Referees north and south of the border uh, Arrived at the same conclusion Whether it was Chris Kane or Chris Ronaldo So refs are scared to send off the big global superstars Like Ronaldo and well, Chris Kane That's, 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 that's what you're telling us bit, Alex, yeah, fair enough, Robbie's point out. Gordon, I actually think the kick is borderline. If the referee does sent him off, you could quite easily say you understand why. But then when he when he follows up with the, the punch, I just you know, I'm thinking to myself, what are you actually playing at? You know, he's, he's lost control at that particular stage. I mean, stage. these ones are difficult because you'll get, and understandably, right. someone might say, no, no, it, it wasn't a punch or it wasn't, yeah. it, it was a slap or it was a push. But I think the bottom line clearly is, yeah. if you're going to raise your hands to someone's face, you're taking a chance. God, even if it's sort a slap. Of one way or another. Even if it's a slap, the fact that you've actually tried to motion towards him and you've caught him in the face, mm. again, on the back of what he just done. Uh, but again, I think that's a uh, good by, by the caller there To actually say Because it was a very good Advantage uh, For Nick Walsh Right Robbie What about the, the Footballing performance The result That type of thing um, I, I thought Celtic Played quite well um, I thought the the, the the back four Especially um, Carl Starfield Played one of his Better games He didn't look Quite as hesitant On the ball um, I'd like to make A point to Alec About um, Mikey Johnson Mikey uh, uh, Sorry I think uh, Mikey's going to be quite a, an important player if he can stay fit because I think he's a very, very Ange Postacoglu type player. You know, where he's got that trick, he's really direct, he makes people commit towards him, he opens up space, he's got a good shot, there was one that came off the post. And I think in the wide areas, uh, Celtic have got a, a lot of good options now moving forward. And I was just wondering what you think Mikey Johnson can do for Celtic moving forward this season if they can stay fit. You know, I might, I might have to, you know, that come on as a sub now and again. And I don't think with, with, with Jota playing on the left hand side that he's going to get a lot of game time. But I think Postacogo will use him as much as he can. What do you think? 
I think it's a great addition But I think they gave him A four or five year contract uh, It was the last time He's had terrible uh, Luck with injuries I actually like the boy I think he brings a lot To the table Gordon He's one of the guys That can check back Into his right foot He puts some lovely balls in He hit the post But he can also Search the byline So when you've got that Kind of quality The pace Very direct I think he can cause problems The problem he has is You've got Jota uh, Playing in, mm. uh, in front of him But the way Celtic are playing, it's, it's an opportunity to even put Jotter on the right-hand side and give Mikey Johnson more game time because he, he is a breath of fresh air. I mean, Hugh, in the last couple of weeks, Ange Postacoglu has spoken about the, the way he wants his teams to play with the level of intensity and the fact that we know our clubs at the moment go Thursday, Sunday, soon we'll, and we've, well, we've got a, a Wednesday Premiership card, mm. we'll add cup competitions into the yeah. mix soon. So even if Mikey Johnson is not the first name in the team sheet and is going to play ahead of Jota in all the big games... Even having him as, as an option I'd imagine is is beneficial Yeah, it's a long old season You know, the, the Celtic are into a really uh, important match at Easter Road on Wednesday uh, I, I think that middle to front Celtic have got uh, a lot of players Team selection could be problematic for Ange Postacoglu before long uh, Because of the choices that he has uh, At the back, there are no... Uh, Choices to be made It, it tends to be uh, Ralston, Starfelt Carter Vickers And Juranovic um, And they I think Will come under severe Examination At Easter Road uh, But I, I thought The, the result uh, On Saturday Was uh, It was a comprehensive win But that wasn't reflected mm. In the scoreline Gordon do you know One of the things uh, That Big Ange Will be delighted with See a few weeks ago We were looking at Their bench and it was a lot of young yeah. guys There was no really any firepower But when you look at the weekend Abada uh, Mikey Johnson Ayeti Beaton Welsh Montgomery So it starts to look as if it's been beefed up a little bit mm. And I think that'll be a, a it, relief for It will evolve Ange. It will all evolve But I still think That we have to see how Giacomacus and uh, Furuhashi evolve Because for me Furuhashi is a more dangerous player Through the middle than he is out wide um, Robbie the statisticians I think will will back me up on this And if, if I'm wrong I'm very sorry um, Just at the naked eye watching the game In the last couple It may be Celtic not quite creating The same number of chances as they were Earlier on in the season But at the other end it looks a lot better And that's you know more clean sheets Does, is, that, is that a nice combination for you That things have started to uh, look a bit more solid back there? Yeah, yeah But I think that that can be a double-edged sword, Gordon, because if they're not getting tested domestically, when they step into Europe, when it's going to be Fernsvaros away, when it's going to be Leverkusen away, or even Betis at home, that can be a bit of a, a sore one, you know. It's just a league that we play in. The Celtic are not tested like what maybe a Premiership team are or, or teams in higher leagues that they're not getting, you know, the French league, the Dutch league. and So when it comes into Europe, when it, when it steps up a level, uh, Celtic and Rangers can get found out a wee bit because they're not getting tested domestically and what you were actually saying there about chances Jack Amakis reasonably quiet for the hour that he was on but when he actually had one chance he took it and you know that's what you're really wanting yeah. you know Alright thank you very much Robbie it was nice to speak to you let's bring in John who's also a Celtic fan John what's on your mind tonight? It's, it's the same old story it's the referees again if only I go with Tumble get done nothing nothing after referee uh, and Saturday I was up at a game I thought I was going to have And I seen that uh, the, the, the thing in the middle of the park With the figures I thought it was a boxing mate I thought it was boxing Rocky Balbeo Now the guy put one in his chin The guy lying on the ground He kicked him twice 
And once again, the two of them get booked. We're not getting a rubbing in here. This season, it's a lot of money for one this league. We don't need guys. If we win a league, we get 40 million. But I'll go in a game yesterday, uh, Wall Street. I see, I've never seen a guy, Steve McLean, so happy with his expressions and his smiling after he gave them two, two decisions. Okay, all right, it was a penalty. But I get the usual penalty, but it was inside the box. And you think it was him that scored the 100th goal, the way them smells was coming. I've been going to football for 50 years, I've never seen an expression like that in my life, mate. Once again, I'm a paranoid Celtic fan. You're not going to fair crack it So, run that by him again. You, you think Steve, Stephen McLean was smiling at Alfredo Morelos when he scored his 100th goal? Smile. I thought you, you shouldn't be running about smiling after again. again, again where, where, did you see, where did you see this, John? On, on my phone. How sure are you that that's not a photoshopped picture, John? Well, I don't think it is, mate. No? As I say, we're not getting a fair, fair crack at it. Well, the boys have been ringing off the bar. That's too, too certain you're not on it. John, what to, do, right? what, what to do, right? Because it's not on all of them. Go back and check the, check the picture, right? Because the one I saw, there's a, there's a wee clue sometimes. See if, you, see if you look at the bottom right of the picture, it says the word face app, which means that somebody has made it look like Stephen McLean is smiling when he's actually not. Well, maybe I was wrong, but as I say, we'll get back to the game and say, as I say, the guy put one in his chin and never get nothing harmed to him. The two of them get booked. John, 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 you're giving us a gross misrepresentation of what took place. He didn't get one on the chin at all. And for what it's worth, you both did think that yeah. Chris Kane sort of walked the line or he, he was close or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He raised his arm. Of that, there is no doubt. He raised his arm. But... I think if Chris Kane lands one on the chin of Cameron Carter-Vickers, I think we'd all remember it. It just did not happen that way, John. I mean, this is strange because you two, in, in some ways, are agreeing with John. You didn't yeah. think Chris Kane covered himself in glory. Um, no, I, d- I don't think it was a, a Balboa effort. You know, I think Rocky would never have won a world title if he was throwing punches like that. But listen, the fact that he actually raised his hands, that, that's the bit yeah. that gets me on the back of... The kick So I just think he did But Again John comes on here And he's already Battered Stephen McLean uh, When there's no uh, Evidence to do that And again listen well, There is evidence It just might not be Legitimate evidence uh, Yeah so listen the, the fact of the matter is He's tried to come on And make out as if He I, was actually celebrating With the, the, the Rangers players Which is totally not the case I, I just want to get The charge sheet right There is no doubt That Chris Kane Aims a kick At Cameron Carter Vickers When he is prone On the ground and for me, that's uh, dangerous. And then when they get up, Chris Kane raises his arm. So I think he was a very lucky boy mm. not to be sent off. The good thing about face app, right? I can take a picture of Hugh Keevans, the world's grumpiest man. I can make it look like he's smiling <laughs> on there. I'll show you at the break. Thank you, John. Uh, we'll get back to more of this next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 0141-951-1025 Had great fun using the face app uh, on Hugh Keevans oh, during brilliant. the break you've, you've never seen him looking better uh, You can get in touch on that usual number Or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB Big Scottish Cup game Going along just along the road tonight Hugh We'll surely give that a good mention In the Estadio Yoka Where Clyde Bank will play Elgin City I moved into this uh, borough of Clyde Bank 50 years ago last August And I wish them nothing but good luck tonight Maybe you're going along to the game You could give us a call Tell us what it's like along there Maybe we'll pop in on the way home uh, Sold out though Even even you yeah. wouldn't get in 0141951025 Let's bring in Alan Who's a Rangers fan from Irvine And see how he is feeling tonight Take it away Alan 
Hi guys, good evening, enjoying the show tonight. Um, John, John gave me a good wee laugh there just before the, the break uh, about the referees and stuff like that. That was, that was fun. No, it just basically was on the point of the, the game at the weekend. Uh, I think that uh, St Mirren came out of traps, that boy's goal, that's got to obviously be a contender of the month uh, for the season before we're only this far through it. So mm-hmm. it's been some effort, but unless I'm wrong and I missed it, I don't think St Mirren had another shot and target from the 29th minute onwards, unless I may be wrong about that. I thought that we, we handled the game really well. I thought, I thought if it was anybody else going to score another goal after in the second half, it would have been ourselves. So and just one other thing, I've done it and again, I'm, I don't know if I'm going wrong, I think I've done my numbers here, but over our last five between ourselves and Celtic, our last five games, Rangers have won 11 points and Celtic have won 10, yet Celtic are flying and Rangers are in crisis. If we're in a crisis, I'll take that for the see, next see, five th- This is always the thing though, Alan, language is important here. Who has said Rangers are in crisis and who has said Celtic are flying? Apart from... Maybe the uh, an optimistic Celtic fan who thinks that they're flying, but who's describing Rangers as being in crisis, and who's describing Celtic, who are in fourth place, as being flying? Yeah, that's uh, just lots of Celtic fans like they're coming on as if they're, they're basically running riot, uh, but they're not. They've, they've done well. They've done well, obviously better than what they've been doing. But like we've been, we've been holding that for us not even coming out of um, first. First, I don't even think we've got any but Alan, Alan, you had a laugh at John's expense For saying that uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers Got one in the chin From Chris Kane Which he did not And then you go on about Rangers in crisis You know, if if your rival supporters Talk in those terms That's got nothing to do with us uh, And the, the media side of the business Whether it's radio, television, newspapers Nowhere Not anywhere has the word crisis appeared? How could it? Rangers are top of the league. I think when you look at Celtic's recent performance, he's gone four wins in the bounce on the back of a, a kind of less than impressive uh, kind of run of games. Then you obviously see they're actually kind of starting to kind of get a little bit of consistency. They're not conceding as many goals uh, as they were earlier on. So you can clearly see there's been improvement over that four game period. And listen, I think when you look over. Again, stats can be manipulated any way you want. If you want to do it over six games or five games to, to win an mm. argument, I think over the course of the season it will, it will uh, level out. Mm. I've got a sheltered existence, Alan. Everybody knows it. Most of my um, dealings with the mad world of Scottish football c- come on, you know, on this show. This is where I get exposed and t- to that sort of stuff, and it always happens this way. Most of the negative stuff, most of the panic, if you can call it that, about Rangers. Comes from Rangers fans I, I don't think any of the pundits here Are suggesting Rangers are In crisis or are struggling But what we do get Is we get Rangers fans Like James Who was the first on tonight To say um, He's a little bit worried Because the performances Haven't been good And he doesn't know If they can sustain it And so on So why do you think that is? No, I'm not saying you Gordon Just coming back to what you said as well I wasn't talking about Cameron Carter-Vickers I didn't know about that I'm talking about when he was saying the referee was laughing when Alfredo Morelos scored and things like that. That's what I was talking about. No, I get that. I'm, I'm not even argu- I'm, I'm not arguing, Alan. I'm, I'm sort. Of, I'm just asking about why, why, why some Rangers fans more than anyone else are struggling to be impressed because you're 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 well entitled to be optimistic. Glass half full. Your team are top of the league. Not not all of your fellow fans are managing to to be that way. Why do you think that is? They are there. I, I don't know. They're, they're, for some reason, they just they've got their head buried in the sand. Last season, we played to such a high standard, and to to, to follow that up and do that this year, it would have obviously been very difficult. But I think there's a lot. Stress well, I, I know fellow Rangers fans that are saying, "Oh, we're terrible. We should we should be beating St Mirren and stuff at home." But St Mirren were a good run of form. They're not. It's not easy to go to St Mirren Park and obviously win there. But 
I don't understand why fellow Rangers fans and everything else is saying that Simon Jordan yesterday was slating Rangers for the way we played. There was only ever going to be one winner on that game in the, for the 29th minute onwards. So I think that there's too many Rangers fans getting all worried. There's people worried about Conor Goldson's contract, things like that. These things will take care of themselves. I think if we were playing like that, we're not to live up to what we were doing last season is going to be very difficult because it was such a high standard and yeah but there's some people that a lot of Rangers fans as well that are just getting too carried away with it it's, I just don't get it yeah, we're still uh, top of the league with four points uh, three points over Hearts but in, in that sense you know, Rangers actually stretched their they stretched yeah, advantage that, yeah. at the that, weekend That's a little indication When Alan says We're well, top of the league by four points In other words The mean. only team that matters to him Is Celtic And he hasn't even a, a Acknowledged Hart's existence In second place And that's what it is That the, the rivalry between the two clubs Has been cranked up To An unprecedented degree In my opinion I have never known A time When Every game Every kick of the ball Meant the world to the, the both sets of fans uh, were in a league that ten games in it's been very enjoyable, but I get the impression that Celtic and Rangers fans can never fully enjoy it because there's such a panic in case the other lot get a, 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 any advantage over them. I, I, sorry, I don't I don't have any issue with uh, you know when you're talking about the points difference between the Rangers and Celtic, Gordon, because for me. They will be the biggest challenge Now you know You have to give them respect Hearts, Dundee United, mm. Hibs But over the course I think Celtic will be Most certainly be the challengers I get that I mean, You can't say Rangers Are four points clear at the top That's just Yeah four points clear Or rivals I think is the best yeah. anyway, term Right Alan It was nice to speak to you Alan in Irvine 01419511025 um, Hugh Something loosely Linked to the game yesterday Because it involves mm. St Mirren um, I'm sure you've seen this today There's an article about it on our website You can see it on the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB The Scottish FA has opened an investigation Into comments made on social media About Rangers fans by St Mirren chairman John Needham Now he took up the role at the Paisley Club this summer I think he's been on the board for about a year or so um, There were messages on Twitter earlier this year I think some from back in 2015 as well um, Various things The one that I think the most recent Is the... the Picture of Rangers fans crossing yeah. uh, the Squinty Bridge, is it? And uh, he yeah. says here's hoping the Squinty Bridge tips. Second thoughts: the pollution would be awful with the laughing faces. Uh, he has tweeted an apology. He says the messages were inappropriate, expressing his regret. Claims they do not reflect his character. Uh, Rangers have written to St Mirren though, the SPFL and the Scottish FA, um, about these comments. What chance do we have if the chairman of a club in the Premiership? Is going on social media and making remarks such as this There was a time when the chairman of a football club uh, Who had been caught uh, As Mr Needham has been caught uh, Would have considered his position And perhaps resigned uh, The SFA will now have to investigate this matter fully uh, I do not know the scope of the punishments available to them But since John Needham has apologised yeah. He therefore acknowledges the existence of these comments and my final thought that anyone living in this day and age who has a position in life such as the chairman of a premiership football club, how can you allow yourself to be caught out with something like this? I, I feel yeah. I feel 
Bad pointing this out Just be- because This is not in any way To condone It wasn't the chairman then Please no. let that be understood That that's not me saying It makes it okay But just just In response to what you said there That's yeah. that's all I'm just pointing it out It was distasteful Gordon to come out With the comments And misguided Now I would expect An SFA mm. charge to, to follow Yeah I mean Hugh You're asking about the scope The Going to really bore you here But it's, it's important That we're accurate I guess yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and people understand the, the way these things work So I think Rule 77 um, It reads that Basically a, a football body Club official Team official Member of staff Player and so on um, Anyone under the jurisdiction Of the Scottish FA Shall at all times Act in the best interests Of association football uh, Furthermore Such person or body Shall not act in any manner Which is improper Or use You know Violent conduct Serious foul play Threatening abusive Indecent or insulting Words or behaviour uh-huh. So clearly that That sort of last bit The punishment for I think you know Club officials That break these rules Would Normally be a fine yeah. It would be a financial one As you say Of course there's That's that's from the Scottish FA's perspective I think What St Mirren want to do What John Needham wants to do about it That's up to them I think the personal embarrassment uh, Being felt by John Needham now uh, Will be Even more of a punishment for him On a personal level Than the fine I have known former Celtic Men to manage St Mirren I've known former Rangers men To manage St Mirren I'm standing beside one uh, And I feel sorry for the club Because this is not representative Of the club This has been a misguided Official of the club Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Go on then Beat the pundit time Producer Callum He's just walked in here He's got a spring in his step What what a week he's had What a week he's had This guy He's pretending he can't listen He's He's even got a smile Through his uh, mask Through his face mask Lovely In there He's he's listening now He's got his headphones on I was just saying What a week you've had Producer Callum Used to be a married man Hugh Keevans He popped a question To Cassie from the breakfast show Can you believe it? Have you any words of advice to him? I can't believe she said yes There's Uh, no need for that But He's a fine man He's a lovely man He's leaving out the, the month of May In case Dundee United Win the league He doesn't want the wedding in May Anyway um, That's not the important bit The important bit is He's walked in here With about eight Signed balls That you two mm. need to sign Because the pundits Have been in bad Beat the pundit form Recently So I mean yeah Congratulations to Callum and Cassie And all that But beat the pundit Clearly far more important And if you want to play It's 01419511025 And the lines close At 7 o'clock <laughs> Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Play one super scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 to join in We're looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points We have heard from Stephen Gerrard on Alfredo Morelos Reaching 100 goals for uh, Rangers Ange Postacoglu pretty happy with Celtic's result and performance at the weekend Lots of your calls uh, along similar themes Is there anything else You want to get off your chest If you want to add To those topics Feel free Dundee United How well are they doing Hearts Although they drop points At home Still unbeaten uh, The likes of Hibs And Motherwell Now starting to slip down That table Huge win for Aberdeen And we've even got Some Scottish Cup action Rounding off uh, The second round Along the road In Clydebank uh, Later this evening As well So whatever is on your mind Now's a good time to call And we'll get to you After this 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. And to Christopher and the 500 others who've now sent me a picture of Hugh Keevens using the face app, making him smile, thank you. It never wears off. And even the man himself enjoyed it, yes? Absolutely. You show that to Mrs. Keevens later on. She's uh, never seen me smile. <laughs> I'll bet she hasn't, right? 01419511025 for after this. Let's play though. Jamie is in West Lothian. How's it going, Jamie? Yeah, I'm good. Go for yourself. Not bad at all. How are you feeling about your team at the moment? I know you're a Celtic fan, Jamie. Things going okay for you? Ah, we're, we're getting there. It's going to take time. Just need to bear with it, but I think we'll get there. Okay. Well, there's, look, there is no time on beat the pundit, Jamie. You've got 30 seconds. It's do or die. Heads. It will be Hugh Keevans who's having a miserable season on beat the pundit, and Alex Ray who's only slightly better. So it's a great night to call. It's become the new Thursday, actually. Um, heads, <laughs> I'm now the Ross County of beat the pundit. You are indeed. Heads. It will be Hugh Keevans. Tails. It will be Alex Ray. And it's tails Alex Lovely. Ray up against Jamie from West Lothian So let me give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to Just so that he can't steal your answers Jamie, we'll put 30 seconds on the clock You just answer as many questions right as you can And if you're not sure, you can pass and we'll move on, okay? Yeah, no let's problem go, Let's go, your 30 seconds starts now Which Rangers player reached 100 goals for the club yesterday? Very well Name the only non-Scottish club team Neil Lennon has managed who scored Aberdeen's winner against Hibs on Saturday? Ramirez. Which former Motherwell manager is now in charge of Morecambe? Uh, pass. Which Scottish top flight side have scored the fewest league goals this season? St Johnson. How many Scottish clubs has Stuart Armstrong played for? Two. Since match day one, how many teams have been top of the Scottish Premiership table this season? Good question. Three. Okay, okay. Bring Alex Ray back. Good, uh, good, yeah. Producer Callum's obviously had a um, distracting week. They're very easy tonight. Ah, he's, he's 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 changed. He's a changed man. He's a romantic now. Wow. You see, an old so romantic. He's, yeah, he's he's changed you, Kevin. Those are yeah. much easier than the questions he, he left us with before his big engagement holiday. Cassie makes him a more well-rounded man. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we'll see. Uh, well, having said that, maybe Alex will make the questions look not oh, easy. You never know. Every chance. Uh, we'll find out. Alex, thirty seconds, and it starts now. Which Rangers player reached a hundred goals for Morelos. the club yesterday? Name the only non-Scottish club team Neil Lennon has managed. Uh, Non-Scottish uh, Bolton Who scored Aberdeen's winner On Saturday against Ramirez Ips? Which former Motherwell manager Is now in charge of Morecambe uh, Pass Which Scottish top flight side Have scored the fewest League goals so far Fewest league goals I'm going to say uh, Ross County How many Scottish clubs Has Stuart Armstrong played for Two What do you think Jamie oh. I might have nicked up the one I think you maybe. Well, I took you took too long in one of them as well, which didn't help. Jamie got more questions than you. Uh, easy start for you both. Alfredo Morelos, yes. Bolton Wanderers, yes. Christian Ramirez, yes. So three out of three. Ain't a bad start, but I did say they were easy tonight, so I knew it would be high scoring. I thought one of you would get this. Stephen Robinson. Stephen Robinson. Do you know I was thinking they get the, the other Irish guy? Prior to Stephen Ian Barraclough Barraclough well, He's the He's Northern the Ireland, Ireland manager, manager. Oh, I also don't even I, was thinking about. I don't even know if he's Irish But anyway forget that anyway. Um, Which Scottish top flight side Have scored the fewest league goals so far Was that a guess Jamie or Oh, no, I just worked it out that I've not scored many but St Johnson And he got it Wow That's when I knew you that's were in trouble I'm, I'm that's, that's when I knew you were in trouble um, Stuart Armstrong's played for two 
And Jamie managed to rub it in Since match day one How many teams have been top of the Scottish Premiership? It's three And he got it Rangers, wow. Hibs and Hearts Jamie, well played, Jamie cannot argue with that The signed ball is on its way to Blackburn West Lothian Well done to you Brilliant Cheers guys oh, well Good man yeah. Cheers that's one each for the last time Alex Ah right I'll see you in a couple of weeks <laughs> well, Have you played Alex before? Ah <laughs> uh, you beat me five three last time Ah there we go Best of three we'll do, of weeks, yeah. we'll, we'll do it another what time at some the, point the Yeah Bolton Yeah Bolton, Bolton yeah. yeah so one two Three four five six Six four was it? Six six, six four Six four No Good bad game. Good game uh, well done to Jamie Right 01419511025 uh, On the lines Oh I was wondering If we'd get one of these Hugh Andy Is in Clyde Bank what's, ah. I don't need to ask What's on your mind tonight Andy The big cup game Along the road <laughs> No it's Aberdeen of course No of course It's uh, Clyde Bank uh, I, I can't But it's going to just be great To see them back On the television Again I am buzzing By the way Absolutely buzzing Just can't wait To see them On the television And I was phoning in To ask uh, the guys there the Alex and Hugh What they maybe thought uh, How the bank is, Could do tonight Well Hugh I know you're going home To watch it It's going yeah. to be a romantic night In the Keevans household You've told Mrs Keevans Yeah we have to do it We moved into this uh, Borough of Clyde Bank 50 years ago uh, And uh, We have to sit And watch the bankies After we Go home tonight uh, You know the, the club Meant a lot to me uh, in its original incarnation When uh, the brothers Jack and Charlie Steedman uh, Brought the Clyde Bank to this borough uh, And they've had some remarkable highs The story had some remarkable highs And of course a sad low When they, they, they lost their professional existence uh, So I'm delighted for the people Who look after the bankies now uh, I know the lady in charge of the club uh I, I go down to the shop she works in and buy my newspapers from her every day. Uh, and I know how much Clyde Bank means to her and to everyone. I would just like to see them hold their head up high and, and get a good performance against Elgin. The, the, the odds are in favour of the, the SPFL side, but at the Estadio Yoka. You never know This means nothing really Alex And yeah. you might question why I'm even bothering to point out But for, for a little bit of context One of the cup shops from the weekend was Darville knocked out Stranraer Now Darville yeah. and Clyde Bank play in the same league They are pretty close in the table So similar standard um, And Stranraer and Elgin are in the same league And are of a similar sure. standard So therefore it's possible It's definitely possible Yeah I don't think it's insurmountable And uh, when you look at We've been down at Yoker as well And uh, yeah. I don't think Elgin will welcome uh, That tonight Gordon uh, I think it'd be great If they went through It'd be great for the local area as well And uh, there's been a few cups, uh, Upsets over the weekend And they will remember At the club's height Making it to the Scottish Cup Semi-final at Hamden Against Celtic And uh, going down 2-0 To a side then Managed by the late Great Billy McNeil Andy, what does it mean to you to be able to see that famous old name back in the Scottish Cup on your television tonight? You know, it, it's just, it's quite hard to think about the, the right words. Uh, as I think it was 1985 we got to the, the semis and I think Celtic beat us at Hamden. Um, the Bankies were that kind of team. They were a very, very good Cup team. Um, they were a, when we got up to the Premiership, we held our own for, a, for half a season and then we kind of let it go. But the Bankies have always been a very, very good cup team. 
especially in the past, as you say, when we, when we, we brought teams back to Kilbowie. Kilbowie was just like a wee cauldron for us. It was a, a great wee pitch, and, and as you say, there's a, a lot of people no longer here now. The one I remember was, was when David Cooper played with us uh, no long before he passed, and, and uh, Clydebank's got a great history amongst uh, Scottish football, and uh, long may it continue, and I just hope tonight that you know, I would love a wee win tonight. I think we could do it. There's such a great feeling uh, within the town uh, about this game. And I was talking to people on social media today and David Cooper's name came up. And I said, in 1974, when I was a young reporter, I took Davey to get his hair cut in a... <laughs> what? A, yeah. It, Why? In a, it was a to go along. He was the yotta of his day. He, he, had, he had yotta's <laughs> hair in the 1970s. Uh, and we went... Uh, uh, Andy will know Alexander Street He'll know what I'm talking about There's a barber shop there And This was 1974 And Someone got back to me On social media Today to say The photograph Is still Hanging up In the barber shop In Alexander Street So this was one of these Sort of tabloid things Where yeah. you, you know you, you make the story out of it Yeah 40, I didn't think that sort of Stuff was going on back then 47 years ago 47 years ago And apparently Davy's photograph is still hanging in this barber shop. <laughs> you know why he's brought this up? He's looking for a wee trim. And he's here yeah. to plug you. Honestly, shameless, shameless. Uh, I'm learning my lesson. So last week when this came up, I said, oh, I mean, we're just along the road. I think we can get away with it. We don't need to sit in the fence on this one. We, I think we can back Clyde Bank. We've had Gordon, we've doubt. had Gordon Moffat in the studio. Someone did phone in straight away to say shouldn't we, wanted to stick up for Elgin. I just assumed we would have no Elgin fans <laughs> on the phone, but it genuinely did happen. So uh, may the best team win. Oh no, he's gone to the bank. Right, right, okay. Uh, thank you, Andy. Hopefully, you enjoy the game tonight. Um, Hugh Keevan says you can go up to his and watch it with him. So um, I'll send you the address oh. after, Andy, okay? <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant, boys. Cheers, man. Bye bye. I've got the yeah. log burner blazing tonight. Me and the missus is just going to tune in. Lovely. She doesn't know yet, mind you. It's old romantics, you two. 0141. Callum. Callum is the man. When I asked my wife to marry me, I took her the following day to watch the bankies play against them, but. <laughs> Sealed the deal. deal And she still went ahead with it She was slightly hung over at the time So that, <laughs> so that like, so, and, and she was That was romantic for you That was a romantic gesture to go and see the, uh, the, the, the ultimate romantic gesture That was me being George Clooney Did you pay her in? <laughs> press pass <laughs> press pass he did Oh of course he did 01419511025 uh, Let's get your phone calls in please There's loads more to get through from the weekend So uh, why not pick up the phone and let us know I don't know where do you want to start um, I mean Hearts right Because we'll, we'll, we'll go down the league if you like sure. They're still there they're, they're, they're still unbeaten uh, But they're now three points behind Rangers Hugh And Whilst you cannot possibly be unhappy At where they are at the moment That goes down as a missed opportunity oh, The weekend does it not? Big time you know, the, the, as I say, the the way in which the equalising goal was conceded, I threw it into your box and you're not picking players up properly. Uh, I, I'm stunned that uh, it, it was a draw. Uh, I, I thought that Hearts would seize the moment, and especially when you've got such a great goal as John Suter scored. But they are still the only unbeaten team in the league. And they're at St Johnston on Wednesday night And St Johnston with both cups in the, the trophy room at McDermott Park Have not started the, the league season well So everywhere I look on Wednesday night I see intriguing games 
uh, with Dundee United going to Livingston, Tam Courts is making himself the most talked about manager in the league at the moment. Uh, but David Martindale has those two terrific away mm. wins, scoring six goals against St Johnson and Ross County. So everywhere I look, I see. That's a good game it's, That's a good game It's definitely too early To be overcritical of Hearts To be oh. unfair on Hearts To write Hearts off 100% no. However Alex You can You can understand People out there Who might feel After the weekend That those could be The types of, of results Which will mean ultimately Come May That, that These teams won't be Providing sure. the challenge that some people hope they will to, to, to the, the big two Yeah I, I just think over the course and distance Because of the size of squad uh, That Rangers and Celtic carry Then I think teams like Hearts Dundee United Will eventually fall away But as it stands at the moment After 10 games You have to say Hearts were tremendous Gordon Towards the tail end of last year We had Hearts fans on here going The brand The style is no good He's got to go And you fast forward to the opening 10 games You know they're, they're Undefeated they're producing some really good performances And I think Knowing Robbie as I do I know Big Jig uh, Fairly well They'll be extremely disappointed To lose out To just a basic Throw into the box mm. And as you said earlier The boy didn't track the runner uh, Okay 01419511025 You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB There's loads of time left To get your calls in uh, After the weekend Tell us what you made Of all the big talking points And we'll do a full time teaser Next as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 0141 951 1025 If you'd like to join them I will give a full time teaser for the guys But I think you lot will join in on this one I think you'll like it Now the address that you need If you want to hear your question Your piece of trivia used on the show in the future The address you need is full time at Clyde1.com Particularly on Monday Because you know they won't get all the answers right And you will have the the bragging rights So uh, full time At Clyde1.com This one has been sent in by David in Straven So thank you to David For sending it in Can you name The 10 oldest players to play in the Scottish top flight this season so far? McGregor I like that Can you name the 10 oldest players to play in the Scottish top flight this season so far Callum McGregor No he's not on it <laughs> Alan Oh Alan Sorry sorry. I was going to say His nickname there Oof uh, Thank God I never Andy Alan McGregor Yes Andy Considine Andy Considine No Has he even played actually He injured He did play Yeah he he's did not, play, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for the boy McGregor uh, He gets sent off at the weekend Darren McGregor yes. This time Yes There must be something about the The name He's on it as well Yep Yep Scott Brown Scott Brown Yeah good start Okay we'll leave it there then We'll see how you get on As the evening progresses Looking for the 10 oldest players To play in the Scottish top flight So far This Season uh, Let's bring in William Who is a Celtic fan And see what's on his mind tonight Hi William Hello good evening guys How are you doing? Good thank you Good You know I don't usually talk about Referees you know I, I, I was just at point One of the calls made earlier About giving Celtic advantage Mm-hmm. I think it was a bit dangerous route to go down. It was a bit dangerous route to go down after the Kane incident. Uh, I think uh, he sort of lost control of the game for about a five, ten minute period. And it turned out a, a bit of a free-for-all, you know. And I thought, they not making the decisions, I thought that that the players had a bit of carte blanche, uh, kicking each other and <laughs> having a go at each other, you know. So it was a funny take on how the guys saw it, you know, with it. Given the advantage and trying to give the referee a bit of credit, but I think to myself, 
uh, on the reverse of that, not giving the decisions and not sending Kane off, uh, gave the players a bit of carte blanche to to have a go at mm. each other, you know. I, and I, I can remember what Ange Postacoglu said after the game. I'll play it for you if you want. Does that yeah. make it easier? Yeah, yeah, shall absolutely. we? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have to just quickly find it, but I, I can I can do these things yes. pretty quickly. Hugh, here we go. Here he is, Ange Postacoglu. Right. Yeah, look, it's on the other side. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I thought the referee handled it okay. I mean, I, you know, people run in, they push and shove. But to be fair, I always have a bit of a chuckle with those things because some of the ones on the outskirts, I'm not sure how keen they are to get involved. So, um, but you know, look, it's it's like I said, I thought the referee handled it well. I can see uh, why Cameron got the yellow card, but I'm 50 yards away with shopping eyesight, man. So. So he certainly wasn't accusing the referee of having lost the place. Maybe he hasn't seen it back though. Well. You know, as I said at the time on Saturday's programme, Ange is a Greek Aussie. He has looked at that and it's handbags. Uh, and I would say that I thought Tom Rogic got some treatment from St Johnston from start to finish. But at no point had Nick Walsh lost control of the game. And I don't think it had any effect on anything other than to say that having aimed a kick at... Cameron Carter-Vickers And then when Carter-Vickers gets up Chris Kane having raised his arm towards him I do think he was lucky to stay on the park um, Just to, to be a bit pedantic William right? Chris Kane did get booked So I, I, I know you wanted him send it off Some people did um, But that that's not then carte blanche Is it? It's you know he's he's now on a he, he's now on a tightrope and and he, he then can't do that again. So that this notion that by not sending him off, you allow people to do what they want is that's not strictly true. I think I think if you I mean I was, when you're at the game you can you can see the the, the the attitude of the players changing. So the discipline changes. I think if uh, uh, players are, are playing at high tempo and they see things getting uh, let go. I think it was a, a testament to their discipline that not uh, after the first five and ten minutes, I'm talking about a period, a period of play here. I'm talking about five, ten minutes after that. I think I think he lost control of the game, and it, and it gives the players uh, gives the players that incentive to go in that wee bit harder to 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 leave one on in a player. When the decision hasn't been made, this is the, that's the point I was making, and I'm sure Alex has been in games like that before, where the, re- the referee doesn't make the decision, and and players start to players start to uh, act on it, you know, and I think that's what happened for a week, five, ten minutes of the game, because he didn't get it, because he didn't uh, uh, send the player yeah. off, players. Players took it took advantage of that. I think. Well, one of your fellow Celtic fans came on earlier to praise him for allowing. Oh, as William to, William referenced that earlier. Yeah, he wasn't but, sure about that. But, but that was after the Cameron Carter Vickers Chris. Yeah, Kane but I was incident. just I was going to say that the penalty came after that, so it's yeah. not like the ref then suddenly couldn't get I, any decisions right. I, I I mean, we were standing here Saturday afternoon watching that game, and at no point did I hear anyone suggest. That the referee had lost control And that players were getting carte blanche To go in and leave one on each other For me That simply did not happen Do you know that Sometimes when there's a coming together For a period after that Gordon And there is that little bit of spice Still in the game And then it tends to settle mm-hmm. down a little bit And I actually thought Nick Walsh actually dealt with it rather well 
Yeah, I mean, you've both said you thought that Chris Kane was fortunate. lucky. Yeah, yeah, he was lucky. Yeah, so, so in, in some way, you are agreeing with William on the initial incident, maybe not what, what followed thereafter. I suppose what maybe has frustrated some onlookers, Fraser Wishart got in touch during the weekend, didn't he, to say that generally refs are sort of advised that if there's pushing and shoving from both teams, yeah. y- you book one of each yeah, and, and send that. them, send them on I, their I, way. God, no, when you watch it yeah. back, that there's, I mean, obviously he's unhappy, Carter Vickers, he's bound to be. <laughs> Did he really do enough to warrant no, not for me when you look at, at the, the big picture? I go back to Ronaldo yesterday at Old Trafford. He did exactly the same thing. Yeah, but uh, minus the minus the bit after yeah, where he yeah, stand after, up. Yeah. But uh it was Ronaldo and Ronaldo alone who was punished. Um I do think that Chris Kane was fortunate because the red mist had descended. He's not only aimed to kick at a man who's lying on the ground. But when the man on the ground gets up, understandably miffed, he then, Chris Kane, raises his hand. Uh, so I think mm. double whammy, he, he could have been said though. Having been a player, Alex, and, yeah. and not a shy one at that, is, is that one where you, you know what you're doing and you, and you kind of hope you can push the boundaries? Because to be fair to... If, if, if this is even relevant, to be fair to Chris Kane, Hugh says about, you know, aiming a kick at a player, you, you're... you're Pretending, or you're you're doing it under the guise of going for that ball, yeah. even though everybody knows that you can't you can't get the ball, yeah. you can't do anything with it. Um, but you, you see, well, he's mentioned Ronaldo. You see that happen quite a lot. That's not to yeah. say it makes it okay, but players clearly feel like it's a line that that they can they can yeah they can tiptoe along. Yeah, they can kind of as you rightly say there, Gordon. You can actually put a foot in. I think it, again, in some ways, I actually thought Ronaldo's the, the, the force that he did was a lot more mm. uh, than Chris Kane's. But listen, you're always running a risk on because it's again we go back to be subjective. If the referee thinks that's excessive and endangering the player on the, the ground, yep. he could quite easily have gave a red. What about the football side of it, William? How important was it do you think to see Yakimakis get his first goal? Well I think it was great. I think it was good for him to get a start. You know, I think obviously Angie's thought he's He's ready for the game, you know, and it was great. It was great to see him. Uh, obviously, a different. Uh, he's not as. Uh, he's not. He doesn't play on the shoulder. Obviously, he 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 would rather have uh, players coming into it. Mm-hmm. And he got in positions. He got the, he got in the position to score the goal. And I thought he played a decent game, you know. Uh, as far as the the performance is concerned, I think Celtic are not as gung ho at the start of games. Uh, maybe at the end of the, at the 20 minutes at the end of the game they're more gung-ho because he's got options coming off the bench you know that, that can up the pace again and, and can can finish games off you know so that, I think that's important that he's got the options off the bench yeah. can I make a wee can I make a wee point about Hearts I think if Hearts are going to stay in the position they're in they're going to have to do it the hard way because I think they're the only side that's got Celtic and Rangers away from home twice before the the end of the end of the, the, the split, so I think if Hearts are going to stay there, they're going to have to date the hard way. I hadn't noticed that. Well done, William. Thanks for for pointing that out. Um, yeah, I didn't know. That. We I, hadn't I would... Sorry, we hadn't looked that far ahead, Gordon. See, well, yeah, William's on the ball though. We're not. Yes, we're, just, we're just daydreaming from one day to the next. Thanks, William. Uh, let's hear what the Celtic manager had to say about the Greek striker getting that first goal. Yeah, look. There's no doubt as, as a striker, you know what they're like. Um, there's a striker in the world who, who doesn't feel good unless he's scoring goals. And, um, you know, particularly when you come to a new club, a new environment, <coughs> you know, for me, whether he scored or not wasn't going to be as important 
you know, I think he did what we needed him to do today. But I know for him that getting that goal, the manner in which he got the goal, is uh, is going to be pleasing, and you know, hopefully he can build from there. Uh, let's bring in Billy, who's a Rangers fan in Clyde Bank. What's your point tonight, Billy? Hi, Gordon. Thanks for bringing me on the show. And Pleasure. Thanks for phoning. No problem. Uh, hello, you and hello, Alex. How are you doing? Good, 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 thanks. First of all, I'd like to say I hope my wee twin bankies do well. <laughs> well said, and Billy. We're all on we board that. We get something out of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no. We've got it on in the. the is it on yet? Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, it on the TV. I yeah, yeah. ah, see the TV I'm looking at is not on. Told you, producer Callum, distracted this week. You've been texting Cassie. I love you. I love you. <laughs> do you still do you still say yes? You've not changed your mind. Please don't change your mind. Uh, sorry, Billy. On you go. Right, my my point is about um, my club Rangers. Um, I've heard a lot of fans saying that they're no doing as good as what they are last year and all the rest, of it, and there's something all over the top and worrying about the league and all the rest. Of it. I think that, um, it's other teams in the league that have caught up and they're playing a lot better against the likes of Rangers. Um, likes of St. Mirren yesterday, they, they've done absolutely brilliant. The New United are doing good. Hearts are doing brilliant. And uh, the, the teams are stepping up, and I think that's the problem. Uh, not the problem, but the situation. Yeah. And, um, you know, the teams are doing good, and I think it's excellent for the Scottish League. Rangers are still 73 points ahead in the league. And um, as you should have said earlier on tonight, and quite a few times, we've still got three big players to come back. You know, we'll get Kent, we'll get um, Philander. And we've got Ryan Jack. They've still got to come back into our league. So that's just going to enhance us and improve us if they can get back into the team at this time, obviously. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I would like, I'd love to say congratulations to Morelis for scoring his under goal. And I think he's going to score a lot, hell of a lot more before, before he, he departs us, unfortunately. Yeah, and the, I'd just like to say that to the panel. Yeah, what do you think? Absolutely. Do you know what, Hugh? I like that. I think there's there got to be room for that. And I understand the reasons. So it's not to say that it's wrong to do this, but inevitably, if Celtic or Rangers or both drop points or are not firing, it's always about they're in crisis or uh-huh. they're doing something wrong, and we we do sometimes overlook the the efforts of everyone else. So this seems like a good opportunity to look at the league table, note that Dundee United are sitting third and twenty points, and congratulate them for it. Yeah, I think last season was embarrassing. Uh, because the runner-up to Rangers was 25 points behind them And the runners-up to the runner-up Were miles behind Celtic uh, So it's slightly embarrassing That clubs that like to think of themselves as big clubs Were that far off uh, But this season One circuit of the league completed Or nearly completed It's not like that And I hope that by the time the second circuit is completed uh, It's still the way it is right now With the top four Separated by A short distance And not a yawning chasm uh, That would reflect well On our league So Tam Courts Robbie Nielsen Jack Ross Ange Postacoglu uh, I just hope mm. that they can Maintain what they've been doing Hibs have gone into a wee lull but they've got a chance against Celtic on Wednesday night. I mean, to, to to be fair though, right, and we do often come back to this. You would be hard pushed to find another league in anywhere in Europe where the financial gap between second and third is as big as ours is. So yeah. the word embarrassing might it might be a bit strong. If you are 
if you are the, the, the chairman of Hearts or of Dundee United of Hibs, you yeah. say, oh, oh, is that right? Well, wait till I tell you what we can spend compared to them. However, we're probably going over old ground. I wanted to use that opportunity to agree with Billy yeah, and Alex absolutely. and Dundee United in particular. Yeah. Let's talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. I think Tam Coates, there was a lot of uh, people kind of raising their eyebrows, Gordon, when he came in. They weren't quite sure what he was going to do. Uh, and he's he's proven himself over this period of mm. 10 games. I thought he's done brilliant when you consider he beat Rangers. The first one in, was it 41 games? 40, 41 games. Uh, he looks as if he's got a good balance He looks as if he's a, a scholar of the game He looks into detail He talks about kind of philosophies And how he approaches the game as well And I think the fact that Hearts are stronger Having come back up as well Gordon, Celtic are in transition mm. Hibs have petered out in the last couple of weeks at Eight points behind the leaders already And that's going back to what, what, what Hugh talks about And that's why I say You know over the course and distance It's very difficult for teams like Hearts and Dundee mm. United To maintain that Gordon Partly because of the finances that you mentioned Do you like that story Hugh? You know Tam Courts is, As Alex says We can't pretend that people out there aren't going oh, Who's this guy? Uh-huh. A former Kelty Hearts And you know Promoted from within the club And oh he uses modern uh, Jargon La- about, language, about, yeah. about this that and the next thing And people There will be people out there Who want him to fail And he's doing the absolute opposite of that At the moment And you heard What spoke volumes for me Full time On Saturday On this show About 10 minutes after the full time whistle It seemed when we spoke to Fraser It was still full It was Well not full But you know It was, it was lively yeah. It was noisy And uh, the fans Are enjoying it the reaction when Charlie McGrew scored the winner uh, on Saturday was nothing short of incredible. I haven't seen a reaction among fans mm. like that since Jim McLean won the league for Dundee United in 1983. Uh, you know, the the people are behind Tam Courts. Uh, the players are behind him. Uh, the, the, the unity is a sight to behold. I love that story. And I love the story of Robbie Nielsen who is... Alex said a few months ago people wanted him sacked and now he's second top of the league. And I love the Ange Postacoglu story. He comes in and you, your first reaction is, who's he? Uh, and people are Googling Ange Postacoglu to former, find out... Former teammate of Gordon Diel. Yeah, find. That, that nobody else says other than <laughs> Gordon Diel. Yeah, the owner as well of uh, Dundee United's put his money in, Gordon. If you look yeah, at over the last true. couple of years, yeah. they've put an infrastructure in place. They've got Tony Ashcalf, mm. who's a director of football. Uh, and, and it's paying dividend at the moment I'll forgive you that exaggeration about Jim McLean Because you and I both know that You can't remember the Scottish Cup final When Dundee won it In 2010 Producer Callum remind oh, me that was Dundee it. United sorry 2010 I know you were there but you can't remember it Because no, I was with you that evening That was, so, a, fa- it was yeah, a fairly yeah. long weekend I, but I think the, the less said about that Peter, the better Peter Houston was the manager uh, And uh, a great job he did for Dundee United uh, Billy, you, you mentioned Alfredo Morelos there um, 100 goals and 199 appearances Where does he rank in your sort of favourite Rangers strikers of I'm not I'm not sure if you want to go all time If that puts quite a, a lot of pressure on the question Or, or, or recently he, he is He's clearly a fan's favourite with those types of numbers, isn't he? Of course he is I, I mean, the man's doing the bit Obviously, he's not been scoring goals recently, and a lot of people have been on his back and all the rest of it. But look at his gameplay. You know, he's letting other players in, and he's taking. You know, he's he's play, he's merely a team player this season, I think. Yeah, it's funny, um, Alex, because that, that those numbers are good, right? One and two is it's a widely held good ratio for a striker. Yeah, I think right? it's forty-five so, assists in there as well. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't strike you as being like. 
utterly clinical As in You've got one player to pick Who's going to Take a chance to save your life He's, he's not that He's not that type yep. People would probably put Defoe You know in, in that category Yeah But to be that And still score 100 and 199 Tells you the number of chances he gets that you know the, the areas yeah. he gets himself into and and yeah. so on. I said in the last couple doesn't of weeks, take penalties either. No, that's right. Oh, and often. I said I said in the last couple of weeks as well, Gordon. You know, people were saying oh, he's only scored five in X amount of games. If you continually get in the right positions, ultimately you're going to score goals. Last season, I think he finished with 16, 17. But I think over the piece, he puts himself in good areas. And he manages to take his fair racial of that. And listen, congratulations! It's not there's not mm. that many about getting the hundred club. Billy, it was nice to speak to you. Hopefully, we'll do it again soon. Have a good night. Good night, thanks. Cheers. Good man. That was Billy and Clyde Bank. Wants his local team to get the victory tonight. It's filling up nicely, Hugh. Yep. I've had some pictures in from the stadium along the road. I think kickoff is not too far away. Five either. minutes away. Five minutes away. So we'll keep an eye on it. Your teaser tonight. Sent yes. in by David and Straven Says Can you name the 10 oldest players To play In the Scottish top flight This season Alan McGregor Scott Brown Darren McGregor Play Gordon I knew you were going to get in there Were you going no, to get in there no, no, no. I'm starting to sense A bit of a A split in your, it's no longer a team No no we are a team That looked like I you tried. were desperate to say that So that <laughs> he you, couldn't do it You know what happens didn't you Steam's in all the time Exactly <laughs> Craig Gordon yes 38 years 9 months and 22 days For anyone who's keeping John count John McLaughlin at Rangers No actually What about no. uh, Marvin Bartley No What, what about uh, Smith The right back at Hearts Sorry Michael Smith Michael Smith Michael Smith No 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 oh, I think okay. he just looks older What about older. Defoe No offence if he's listening Defoe played Yes 38 years and 10 months yeah. There we go Okay you've got 1, mm. 2, 3, 4, 5 Down 5 to go We'll get them next And kick off for the bank He's coming up as well Number 1 for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's about to get underway just along the road Hugh between Clyde Bank and Elgin That looks like a proper cup tie that Well Alex and I are laughing at the, the young man with the, the megaphone Who's in front of the bank he's fans And he is giving it as they say in Clyde Bank Homo <laughs> He's got the shorts t-shirt on And he's giving it loud He's getting oh. them all riled up The capo in ultra speak no, is, <laughs> is that it? not on your is that not on your El radar? Capo. I need to get you down with the kids. Capo, is that a mafia term? I'm not sure the the, the origin. I imagine it is some from Italian language. Is it a musical instrument term? Producer Callum says you know, like, uh, the ultra scene. Oh. Right, are, are there any ultras out there that want to take Hugh Keevans along and <laughs> show him what a capo is? <laughs> And uh, maybe give him the, the megaphone To try out one or two chants I don't know uh, How are you getting on with this teaser? Right, we've got a few names here right, So we're looking for the 10 oldest players To play in the Scottish top flight this season Alan McGregor, Jermaine Defoe Craig Gordon, Scott Brown And Darren McGregor Charlie Adam Yes Liam Craig at St Johnson No Oh Wow Stephen Davis at Rangers Yes See, do you know he's going to get that in there? Uh, I'm going for it Charlie McGrew Yes Looking magnificent for 35 You have wow, to say yeah. Smooth What about his cross at the weekend Yeah Honestly Broke my heart obviously But outrageous Yeah Like oh, for, I, I have to be honest with you I'm like On his bad right foot. foot Yeah absolutely It was a tremendous ball But so good that even if that was on His strong foot You would say that was a great of ball course, you know? yeah absolutely I'm saying just show him on his right foot And he's just going to put it on the money Honestly um, Right I'll leave you with it Now nah, you've only You've got plenty of time And you've only got two to get um, Yeah you've only two You've got eight down already Wow 
Uh, let's hear a bit from Stephen Glass, shall we? How big a result oh. was that for them beating Hibs at the weekend? It was no wins in 10. You've oh. got fans going crazy about the form. You've got the chairman on radio trying to defend things and a lot of people... Um, to a lot of people that didn't have the desired effect And so on And uh, a lot of pressure on So Big game at the weekend Did beat Hibs by a goal to nil And here's what the manager made of it Yeah delighted uh, the, the players put in Put in a hell of a shift uh, Give up a lot of possession second half But showed They were really resolute Didn't want to give up a goal None of the mistakes that we've seen recently as well And people throwing their bodies on the line So uh, All adds up to a good day's work Quite a touching moment when you scored the goal that Scott Brown led the players across to celebrate with yourself. Uh, I don't know if it was just myself, it's the whole group of staff that's in the dugout. Uh, I think they they know what the run we're on means. I think they're well aware of that. Uh, they, I'm sure they read it every day. Like I say, I don't, but I'm sure the players read it. They see the pressure that's out there. Uh, and that means a lot when your team fights like that for you as a group of staff. How significant yeah. was that, Hugh? Um, up to a point, Gordon, because he's at Ibrooks and Wednesday night. Mm. And uh, you know They're bottom six They've had such a bad start To the season That although they beat Hibs at the weekend They're still bottom six And now It's on to play Rangers mm. I cannot for the life of me See yeah. Aberdeen With their injury mm. problems To uh, have come out Of the game against Hibs I cannot see them Take anything at Ibrox I'm going to get that Alex yeah, But massive they still had, had oh. Because of the size Of the challenge of Ibrox sure. That was the one They had to win The one in between Without doubt And uh, as, as we've said earlier on The Attacking options that Hibs pose, Gordon, and uh, they obviously had injury issues as well. Uh, Declan Gallagher went off, the, the young right back, so Ramsey went off as well. So mm. they're big players, Gordon. Scott Brown fits in at centre half. It was a massive, massive three points because if they lo- if they lost that yeah. and then lost to Ibrox, then the pressure was. <sighs> yeah, let's hear what Stephen Glass had to say on Scott Brown playing at the back. Yeah, he ended up playing in a back three. I think he's done it for Celtic in the past. No, he didn't volunteer that information, but I think he did. So uh, we know he's capable of that. He's clever. He knows when to step into the midfield. He's aggressive in the air. He, he knows when to when to step in. The other centre halves were good narrowing in when he did. Uh, but yeah, I think led by example. Uh, a big performance from him today As there was for a number of players to be fair I mean he, he could have to play In defence at Ibrox yes. Alex Because I mean David Bates oh. is, and it, and it might need to be a back three um, yep. I think David Bates is Still fit Ross McCrory can go in there And, and by the way a lot, of peop- a lot of people don't even think he is a, sure. is a You know is a yep. proper centre half If you like When you look at the list of people um, That are out at the moment The, the long term one is obviously Andy Considine sure. uh, As we I think I mean going way back The likes of Michael Devlin Not able to play at the moment You mentioned both the young fullbacks sure. Who have been excellent Jack yeah. McKenzie Calvin Ramsey It's a terrible Big time order. To have so many injuries In one area Never mind all that Gordon I'm going to tell you A scenario Scott Brown playing centre half Against Morelos oh, <laughs> How spicy yeah, does good. that sound? <laughs> that'll be interesting here oh, Well he, he looked like Franco Barisi When he went into the back What on Saturday there Bruni So uh, You know We talk think, about talking points Hugh You know And a game going to lead up But that would be oh, Interesting I think Dave Cormack Made things worse For Stephen Glass By going on As much as he did uh, And then Stephen Glass Didn't help himself By talking about Conspiracies against him And all the rest of it uh, However he, he has Got that result And good luck to him uh, But the run of games that they are on now, beginning with Rangers, uh, are intimidating. So his players, it's all very well running to the manager and uh, 
showing unity when you score a goal but that was your first win in 11 mm-hmm. they have to do more for him than they have been doing thus far it does allow though Alex the trip to Ibrox to become not quite the free hit that we sure. sometimes call it but it totally changes things although Hugh's right and it is only one win but it, it takes it takes the heat off. Yeah, it does a little bit, Gordon, because you have to put it in uh, context. If you have not got a win in a living games going to Ibrox and you lose that, then it just kind of continues on that downward spiral. This gives them a little bit of hope. I don't mind players going to a manager and showing a bit of unity because that's exactly what they need mm-hmm. to try and get through this this period. They they obviously play Rangers in midweek, Hearts at the weekend. You've got Motherwell and then they're waiting Dundee United. So it's a really tough spell for them. So it was important to get something on the board. Historically And particularly in recent seasons You'd look at Rangers against Aberdeen As being a real standout sure. fixture um, And it still is for the Sort of hype that, that will surround it But does this Make Rangers task easier Ultimately Because two things Firstly Even if everyone was fit As Hughes points out yeah. Aberdeen are not in good form um, And then secondly, injury concerns injury, Especially yeah. all in one area Yeah absolutely And uh, if you're Rangers You're thinking to yourself Just get out the block early Try and get a couple of goals And then manage the game uh, out uh, And it's important for Rangers To continue with that home form Because it's been impressive Aberdeen's become a, a running story And uh, you know People are intrigued by that type of story However when you talk about this match on Wednesday There are two sides to the story uh, And you can gauge the feelings of the Celtic and Rangers fans uh, As this league progresses Therefore Rangers Cannot Allow Aberdeen to become a banana skin At Ibrooks. They have to take advantage of the fact that they are at home They have the 50,000 behind them And they are playing a team Who have one win in 11 games And quickly then though The team that now looks like their form has dipped And, and has turned the other way Is, yeah, is Hibs yeah. And they host Celtic Darren McGregor will be suspended But Ryan Porteous does that's come back um, where, where are they at now? Well it's a difficult time You know you've had uh, You've had um... Jack Ross already calling his players out He's saying they were selfish At the weekend he, he did do the total opposite He says we dominated the second half But when you actually look at the stats Gordon He didn't uh, register a, a shot on uh, Target So two wins and seven It's not great They're now eight points And if we go back just a couple of weeks ago You had Macy saying We can go above Rangers on the table A couple of weeks A long time in football Okay still goalless for the Bankies Against Elgin uh, Along the road You've got Two more to get on this teaser Two more of the top 10 oldest players To play in the top flight this season Alan McGregor, Jermaine Defoe, Craig Gordon Stephen Davis, Scott Brown Darren McGregor, Charlie Adam, Charlie Mulgrew Ambrose No, these are really tough, these last two I knew Stevenson last two. No uh, Johnny Hayes No, we're going to need clues, aren't we? Oh, what? So you said Liam Craig You're in the right team In the right area of the pitch Conway No He's, he's gone a bit understated, this guy You know, he's Maybe maybe you've forgotten the plays there, I don't know. Chris He's, Bryson? Yes, well Bryson, done. Well done, Chuck. And the last one Dundee. Dundee and he plays in Defence. He used to play for Hibbs. Ash Croft. No no no. He used to play for Hibbs, used to play for Ross County. It's Fontaine. Liam Fontaine. Oh. Well done, Hugh Evans, Alex Ray, a pleasure. As always, thank you for all your calls and tweets. Really lively, as always, and we really enjoyed your company. Make sure you do it again tomorrow, please, in the company of Gordon DL and Kenny Miller tomorrow from 6 o'clock. So we'll speak to you then, and Johnny Campbell is up next.